song gives me the chills. Mm-hmm. It's Corey Medina, Long Walk from their latest album, Corey Medina and the Brothers with Soak. It's local music on KAXE. We cover uh, musicians throughout the state, especially from northern Minnesota. You can hear that each and every day on Northern Community Radio if that's a part of our programming that you enjoy and you appreciate because it's an outlet for these musicians. Give us a call now. Show that support through membership at KAXE.org slash donate or call us at 218-326-1234. It's 8.14 and you're listening to the Thursday Morning Show. Area Voices tells the arts, culture, and history stories of northern Minnesota. Delina White is the creator of I Am Anishinaabe Fashion House based in Onigam. She is the woman behind the Native Lights Fashion Night at Minnesota Fashion Week that showcased all Native designers, musicians, caterers, and other aspects of the night, shining a light on Indigenous talent across Minnesota and beyond. This weekend, she's orchestrating a night of fashion and history at the Black Bear Casino. She's presenting a fashion show highlighting the jingle dress as a catalyst for healing, evolving design trends, and dance styles. Bonjour, Delina. Good morning. Bonjour. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm frazzled. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Did you sleep at all last night? Uh, you know, I really did. Thank God. <laughs> Um, yeah. Before we start talking about what you're up to, ha- you've no doubt heard Corey Medina's new album. What do you think? Oh, you better believe it. I gotta, um, I gotta, I got to listen to it before before it went out to the oh. public. <laughs> of course, you got the sneak peek. <laughs> yes, I got the sneak peek. It was, <laughs> oh, it's so awesome! I love every track. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's so good. Yes. Well, well, let's let's talk, let's talk about uh, what's going on. Well, in your life right now, but Friday night, tomorrow night, let's talk about the mm-hmm. power of fashion and specifically the jingle dress. So, if someone's listening right now and they don't know what a jingle dress is, how would you describe it? Well, our jingle dress is indigenous to the Anishinaabe people. It started here in. The- the woodland country, um, Great Lakes area, and it has spread across the United States and Canada. It is made from tin cones, and originally they were made from Copenhagen covers, and they're sewn onto our dresses, and when we dance, they make a beautiful shush-shush sound, and it sounds like the wind blowing through the leaves on the trees. So what are the uh, jingles made of now? Now um, they have manufacturers who make jingles specifically, and um, one of them is called Missouri River, and there's a new product, too, that comes in all different colors, and that one is uh, from, oh, oh gosh, Anishinaabe... um, Oh, I'm sorry, I can't remember it right okay. now, but she's a young entrepreneur, native woman from Canada, and she makes cones as well. So, Delina, how long, talking about the Copenhagen cover, so around what era were the jingle dresses first created? They were created around the 1900s. Okay. I mean, the early 1900s, like 1900. <laughs> <laughs> and have, oh, have, the, have the they changed... Oh, go ahead. Anishinaabe Bimishimo. Oh, okay. That's the name of the uh, 
manufacture of of some of the cones. I really like the Missouri River because they stay shiny for a long time. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So let's has the the design of a jingle dress changed a lot over time? Yes, it has, and and that's kind of like the uh, one of the main reasons why I want to you know talk about the jingle dress because of the changing styles, and it's so crazy that you wouldn't think that um, there are trends in the way Anishinaabe people or the way that Native people wear their clothing. And um, so, so things are real trendy on the powwow trail, and, and I like to sit back and watch the trends. And so with this show that I'm having tomorrow night, I'm going to go through some of the trends, um, starting from the beginning of the jingle dress. And I have um, Yvonne Wilson. She's a beautiful woman here from Leech Lake Ball Club area. And she has an original dress from her auntie from the early 1900s. So I'm going to begin the show by um, showcasing her dress. And it's made out of red velvet, and it's got beadwork on it, and it's got the little tiny jingles. And it's just going to be amazing to open the show with. So, Delina, how does the jingle dress, um, how can a piece of fashion like the jingle dress be a catalyst for healing? And uh, what significance does the dress have? Right. Oh, wow. You guys really did your homework. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your good work that you do and the research that you put into, you know, putting putting together a, a show for everybody and understanding all the complexities of for the jingle dress, for example. And um, so the jingle dress is a healing dress. It came from a dream, and it was told that this is how the jingle dress had to be um, designed and worn and danced to. And so we use that dress um, for healing, and it's just, um, wonderful, and I want to say crazy about how um, people really truly believe in in the healing powers of the jingle dress. Not that it's crazy, but it's crazy where it like blows your mind. Like, oh my God, this is so real and so humbling about the medicinal properties of the jingle dress. And so, with all the different things that's going on um, throughout the world, uh, people are using the jingle dress as a way to heal and a way to bring awareness. Um, We've got some of the issues that are kind of considered Native issues, but it's actually the Native people who are taking up um, arms and protesting and bringing awareness to some of these issues that are environmentally um, significant and important, the things that we need to be aware of, such as climate change and the the pipelines that are coming through with the oil, uh, the missing and murdered Indigenous women. These are all um, issues that are really important to everybody in the world. And so when we do these protests or we bring awareness with our, you know, rights to... Um, to gather, uh, we, we bring in the jingle dress, and it, it provides healing, and people are interested, and um, it's a showcase of traditional heritage culture and um, the strong and powerful and beautifulness of the uh, Anishinaabe women. And, and then when I say Anishinaabe, too, it doesn't really mean about 
the people from this area, but the original term just means original person or original human. So it's it's all encompassing of of Native people. Because of the audible uh, element of a jingle dress, is that part of what the idea of the healing nature is, like the between the visual and the audible? Um. Uh, yes, it is, definitely. Everything about the jingle dress is the medicinal part of it. Um, it's the spiritualness that goes into um, what the, when, we, when we're when we sewing it and the good thoughts that we have. And, you know, I've heard some people say, oh, when you're, when you're in a bad frame of mind or if you're feeling angry or, or whatever, you know, bad thoughts that you're having they say you know put your put your sewing and put your beadwork aside but that is not the way i believe i believe that if you are feeling depressed or sad or angry or jilted or whatever you know the badness that you're going through that's the time when you need to pick up your sewing and that's the time that you need to do your beadwork and that's the medicine that goes into the beadwork that you do and your connection to your ancestors who are always um, looking after you and who are always with you and how they protect you. And so all of that medicine goes into our beadwork and our sewing and especially the jingle dress. So, you know, I've had people contact me from um, far away, all over, you know, and they mail me tobacco in the mail and they'll email me or send me um, a message through Facebook Messenger, and they'll say, you know, I'm really having a hard time. They'll tell me their story. Maybe one of their family members is sick, and they'll say, will you dance for me? Or at the powwows, they'll offer tobacco, and they'll ask me to dance for them. And, you know, that really gives me a lot of strength, too. To um, It's so humbling and honored um, to, to be asked, to, to do that for somebody, and I absolutely will. We're talking with Delina White this morning. It's the Thursday morning show. It's member-supported KAXE, KBXE. We are in the midst of our fall fundraiser, asking for you to support the kind of conversation you are listening to right now with your membership. Call 218-326-1234. Delina is the owner and designer at I Am Anishinaabe Fashion House. She's presenting a fashion event this Friday, tomorrow at the Black Bear Casino, highlighting the importance of traditions while accepting change and diversity. Delina, do you remember the first time you danced in a jingle dress? Uh, let's see. It was so long ago. <laughs> but I remember um, dancing when I was a little girl. And I remember going to my ma'a, which is uh, the uh, Anishinaabe word for, like, godparent. And I told her, I said, I, I want to, her name is Jenny Smith, and, and uh, she was from Anikam here. And I told her, I want to dance. What do I need to do? And so I, I did it in a humble way and the traditional way about going and visiting somebody face-to-face, bringing gifts and the tobacco and, you know, looking for really an, an answer. And she said, just go out there and walk to the music, she said, and before you know it, You'll be dancing. And so that's what I did, and it made me so happy because it was so simple, you know, and I thought it was going to have to be really, (laughs) really (laughs) something detailed and something really difficult to do in order to be, like, welcomed into the ceremony, into the circle of dancing. And that's some of the things that I'm going to talk about 
um, tomorrow night at my show, um, I've had somebody who've said, well, not just one person, but I'm thinking about one person in particular who she's about 50 years old. And she said to me, you know, I've always wanted to dance, but I've been afraid to because, but I never have. She said, because I was afraid that somebody would tell me that I was doing something wrong or that somebody would, um, would would say something to me about doing something wrong. And, you know, and I thought that that was really a sad thing, you know, that she went her whole life wanting to dance but never dancing because she was afraid she would be uh, criticized or ridiculed for something. And so I've spoken to my elders about it, and they said that that was not right and that the important thing is to dance. So we're we're going to try to get through those fears and discuss some of the things that um, that are hindering people from participating in the dance circle. Sometimes with things that are very steeped in tradition and uh, from times of yore, uh, like just generations, sometimes changes within those that can be difficult. Some people might have difficult with difficulty with changes. Um, speaking of the trend, you know, you were talking a little bit about the trends changing with the jingle dress. Is there resistance to change within that or is it pretty oh, accepted? Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. And exactly what you're saying, you know, that there's some resistance to change. And every community is different. And our communities are separated vastly and are real close neighbors. So where I live specifically is in what we call old agency. It's a village of Onigam. And then about three miles down, then across the Roosevelt River is Onigam. So those two uh, sister villages, I guess, are really closely related. And when you say Onigam, it is um, encompasses old agency as well. Well, back in the day, you know, we didn't have communications such as the telephone or the Internet. And the only way that we could communicate to one another would either be like through the post office or if we actually um, travel somewhere to visit with somebody face to face. So communication was really difficult, and the teachings that were given, you know, from our from our parents and our grandparents and from the community members when we get together to socialize and visit, some of the teachings are very different from one community to the other, even as close as Anigam and Old Agency. So I'm saying to people that you have to um, continue to hold your traditions, which is what you were taught by your elders and from within your community, because that's what perpetuates uh, uh, being Shinabe and being who we are as a people, but yet um, respect what other people are doing, even though it's different from what it is that you're taught. So that is a traditional teaching in itself. Delina, both Kari and I had the chance to be at your fashion show last spring as part of Minnesota Fashion Week. I am Anishinaabe. Um, Kari, I'm going to put Kari on the spot. What was that experience like for you being there? Oh, the colors, the earrings, the people. It was so vibrant. And Delina, you are just um, a delight to see in action. And uh, all of your work is truly, I mean, it was such a magical night. Oh, I just so appreciate 
everybody. And, you know, it wasn't just me and where I am today, too, with the recognition that I received. It's been so many people who've been a part of my journey who helped me, you know, put together a fashion show such as the one you're talking about, the Native Starlight. And I had talked uh, closely with Osama's Glasses and Lauren Goodday, who are also co-designers. And they brought such beautiful performers with themselves. Like Osa had opened up the show with her cousin Askew, her name is. And Askew came out in their Cree. And Askew came out in a beautiful traditional um, dress with her headdress with mm-hmm. the, all of the eagle feathers. And so in the Cree uh, culture, the, the women wear those types of, of headdresses, and she came out and danced to a, a, a just a beautiful Cree song. And I thought that set the tone so perfectly for, you know, the honoring of the culture of, of the Native people. So, Delina, for people uh, who, who are going to be headed over for the event tomorrow night, what can they expect? What's it going to be like? Well, I don't want to say too much about what the performance is about. Um, I'm still, um, I'm still working on it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's some things that you know I've got this uh, vision in my head. It's it's a performance that I've been thinking about for many years. I think that it's really important that we bring it out to the community and to talk about things and to have these discussions. And I think at the Black Bear Casino will be the perfect venue to do that. It's uh, sponsored by the Fond du Lac Band of Lake Superior Chippewa. It's going to be on the Fond du Lac Reservation on their land. So it's for us, it's going to be like holy land, you know, so it's going to be perfect for us to have these kind of somewhat difficult and um, um, spiritual discussions, but yet putting it into a plane where we can talk about the designing of it, you know, the beauty of it, the colors and the sounds and all the things that come together that make us joyful, along with the old-style singing of these particular songs that were that were um, made for for women dancing. So um, that's what you can expect is some really strong, hardcore historical information that's going to um, enlighten us and make us feel like we're all community. I don't mean to put you on the spot here, Delina, but just one second. So uh, the gong is our tradition of when someone becomes a member, they get gonged into the community of KEXE, KBXE. And we just had an additional pledge from a current member who gave an additional amount of money in honor of Delina and our conversation with you right now. So, oh my gosh. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you, Anonymous Pledger, and thank you, Delina, for being with us today. Yeah. Delina, you know, one of the things... Thank you, Heidi and Kari, for inviting me to be a part of KAXC. You guys do amazing and wonderful work for the community as well. Well, mm-hmm. thank you, Delina. We hope you have a great performance and, and night. I know it'll be... You'll make everybody, all the people that will be out there... Um, all the women that are going to be showing the jingle dresses are probably going to be nervous and you make mm-hmm. sure that you treat them right so that they can be their, their real selves. Put right? them at ease. Yeah. Oh, 
of course, you know, the, they're only on stage for a minute or two, and I'm like, just bask in it, you know, love it. Just understand that everybody's looking at you and hoping for the best. So, yeah, I hope everybody has a good time because it's just going to fly by. <laughs> Thanks, Delina. Get a little Good sleep night, tonight, Delina. okay? <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Have a good day, and we'll see you soon. Sounds good. Delina White, thank you so much for your uh, conversation and for her. It's been fun to be a part of some of the stuff that she's doing, and I'll always stay connected. When I was at that fashion show with you um, and a bunch of the crew from KXC, I was, you could tell how much Delina loved music, oh, right? Oh, look at this song. Yes, I just have a visual of her on the stage. <laughs>